0: And welcome to another episode of Into Your Life Podcast. I'm Lenka and I'm here with my wonderful colleague, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. And welcome. And it's good to be back. It's good to be here. Well, I'm super excited for today's conversation because today we will be talking about my favorite thing in the world, books and reading. And it will be kind of a random episode, maybe. We'll see how it's going to turn out because we're going to be really talking about what we're reading right now.
1: We're really going to give an audience a taste of our random conversations that we've had. So this is going to be very much, it's not planned. We've not organized anything. We've just decided to talk about books. And this is what we've done a lot over, especially last year, and what has almost got us doing this podcast together. So welcome people to the way our brains might work or don't work or the way that that this happens so this 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 could go either way couldn't it this could be really fun <laughs> or as some people say a train smash but I think this will be fun you and I are both passionate about books we constantly um letting each other know what we're reading and we constantly asking for ideas and recommendations for books and I think if we were left on a deserted island, if we had a pile of books, would be okay.
0: Exactly. I don't need anything to eat. I'm fine. I just need a couple books. So tell me, what are you reading currently? Are there any themes in the books that you're reading? What have you really been focusing with your reading energy on these days? And which book have you found the most fascinating? I think there's a theme to my reading.
1: I'm not sure because I tend to just read whatever when I pick up a book out of my pile, whatever appeals to me at that moment. But I have noticed the last two books, there seems to be a theme. And this theme is going along a word that I have for me for the year is I have uh, some words that help guide me through the year that help help me to make decisions or or whatever or inspire me or whatever and I have four words but one of the words or two of the words is humanness and connection and the books that I'm seem to be reading at the moment is around humanness and and connection and at the moment I'm reading a book called Together by Vivek Murthy and it's it's really interesting I'm only about a third through the book or nearly, nearly halfway through the book. And it's really talking about, so it's the former surgeon general of the United of, of the United States. So I think he knows what he's talking about, but the thing is, he's talking about loneliness. He's talking about the lack of connection and how that can impact health, how that can impact the way that we feel and the last couple of years what's happened loneliness has been really hit on the head there's been this disconnect with family friends and this isolation that has or the forced isolation has been brought on us now loneliness is not something new loneliness is something that that the you know, Vivek has really been looking into from when he was Surgeon General and, um, you know, way back in, I think, 19, no, not 19, 2013, I think. So it's, it's a good while back. And it's something that he, as a surgeon and a doctor, noticed even before that. And this is why I think that I'm being guided to this book because humanness, connection, these are words that I'm having in my life to help guide me through the year, through decisions that I'm making. And when I listen to or read how loneliness is impacting, but it's not just teenagers or you know kids, it's adults, it's elderly, but how it impacts our brains, how it impacts our health, how it impacts decision-making when we're lonely. We don't make decisions. We don't make the right decision. And this is something that I'm finding really interesting. It's I've experienced loneliness in my life and how that has can impact a person's life. He's coming at it from a really interesting direction and perspective. And it's making me aware of it as a different, so it's not so personal, but it's more okay so how can i help my clients how can i help you know friends or connections how can i be aware if somebody is lonely and what can i do to maybe help them not be so lonely and this is what i really love about this book it's 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 a simple read and i'm 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 enjoying it (laughs) about loneliness i'm enjoying the book (laughs)
0: Love it. Another book that I have to add to my wish list, that I have to add to my to read list. Because, yeah, the topic of connectivity and how this world that we live in and how we relate to each other as human beings and the connections are something that definitely is an interest of mine. And it's why I have started reading a book called Social, Why Our Brains Are Wired to Connect by Matthew D. Lieberman. Which is looking at the neuroscience of our brain and explaining how our brains are, by design, by default, designed to connect. Why our brains, when we are not occupied by something specific, when we don't have a task, when we don't do anything, when we are in what the neuroscientists would call the default mode, the default state, our brains focus will become social we'll think about ourselves we'll think about other people and we'll think about our connections with other people and whatever else we think about we always find a way to relate it to another person and i find it fascinating and obviously interesting then in terms of what it means as an implication for my life what it means for my implications as me as a marketer, implications for me as a business owner, to really know that the default design of my brain and everyone else's brain in the not only Homo sapiens but animals, but let's talk about humans here. It's designed to connect and what it then means in reflection to a pandemic, remote working, social media, and how we communicate and how we interact with each other these days. I don't have any answers yet. I'm just very curious about that. And I think your book will provide some very helpful perspectives on that as well.
1: I find, I mean, it's, it's really interesting that you're reading a book about connections as well. And, and we've both picked these books. I didn't know what she was reading. She didn't know what I was reading. Um, but it, what I'm finding interesting from this book and the previous book that I've read about friendship is the, the the community. So if you think back in you know cave Neanderthals and caveman and and all this and and our history, we've always been part of a community. We've always been part of something. And and you look at um, different um, tribes in, in Africa and even some religious groups like the Amish and, and other groups, it's all about community. It's the community steps in. So there's not the, the this feeling of disconnect. There's not this feeling of loneliness and, and isolation because you have these communal meals. You have this your mothers are, other mothers step in and help you to bring up your kids, your kids play together. So the, uh, the men go until the fields together. I mean, it is quite a, you know, woman's role and a man's role, which is a whole different topic, but I'm talking about community here. It's, and this is something that we've, we've had, if you look through history, there's always been this community. And now this community has died. This communities has, has essentially gone. Who knows their neighbors? Who knows the person down the road? There's there's no community. We live far away from family, so you don't even have the community of family. And that's assuming you get on with your family. You might not want the community of family, but we with with the opportunities of travel, we've we've stepped even away from the, the family community. And I find this really interesting is how we've almost lost the connection with each other. And and this has been a process. And now that we've had the, the pandemic, it's really brought it home that this is not a good place to be. Because as you mentioned, our brains are social. And for us to be social, we need to be social. And it's, and it's interesting that you, you, you mentioned about our brains on it. So you can imagine what I'm going to be doing you know, later on when I'm just sitting there quietly. I'm going to go, okay, i think about it. Oh, yes. And then you've made me aware of it, which is great.
0: <laughs> it's incredible. Since I read it, I started noticing more that, yeah, when I go for a walk and I would kind of think that, you know, I'm not thinking about anything in particular. I'm focusing on my breath. I'm enjoying the scenery. I'm talking to my cat and my dog. But when I don't do any of those things and my brain is in the space in between and has the time to do whatever the brain wants, the brain starts thinking about people as like this person and that person and that conversation and me in relation to this person or the lack of contact or anything that's human related. And it's incredible once you start noticing that really the default of our brain is to go and start thinking about ourselves, about other people and about our relation with other people. And I loved when in you said that we kind of need to make time for connections. We need to make time for friendships or for community. And that really reminded me a part of a book that we've both read that I've been absolutely obsessed with lately, which is 4,000 Weeks from Oliver Berkman, where he talks about time and how to use it. And there is a chapter where he talks about how our lives that are becoming a lot more individualistic and because we're freelancing and because we have more flexible working, that we are a lot more in control of our calendars and we can plan events. There is no nine to five, there is no dedicated time to do things. And how this push for more individual control over our calendars is actually making it very hard for us to connect with each other. That there isn't one dedicated time for us to be able to meet. And when I started thinking about my life, it's very true. If I want to talk to a friend or colleague, we literally have to go through our calendars months in advance. To Then they may be able somewhere in three months further down the line, find one evening that we both have free so we can talk getting groups of people together is becoming increasingly harder, be it for business networking, be it for leisure time, be it for fun activities. Finding this synchronicity in our time as a community, as individuals, as friends and families is becoming harder and harder because of this push and focus for more individual control over our time, more freelancing, more after our clubs, more random working hours and even I'm not a big fan of things organizations like religion or community in particular but they had their purpose in forcing people to be together and there was a point for us to really have the time to get together on Sunday even Sunday lunch or whenever the mass is I don't actually know but I know it's somewhere on Sunday Uh, that really shows how bad of a Catholic I am because I'm not. Because I gave up. That is a completely different discussion. I don't want to go there. But the point is that we used to have a family lunch and family dinner together. We used to go to church together. We used to do, um, when we, I live in an agricultural place where we have to go to the fields. And you have to go to the fields at certain times of the year, certain times of the day. Because certain work in the fields had to be done. But with our lives and obviously the role of social media, And I'm finding it ridiculous that we are connected, we're hyper-connected with social media these days. We have so many connections everywhere on social media, but we are lacking the depth of our connections. We are lacking the depth of quality of our conversations. And again, having the space and time to be together, to talk, to get to know each other, to check in on each other and it is interesting to see what we individually can do about that to stop this trend of disconnection and find ways to bringing ourselves our families be it biological or chosen families our friends our business connections to find ways to get this sense of community or whatever you define in the word community, the sense of being social and being connected with at least a handful of meaningful human beings together. How can we do that in the world where we live on different continents, we live in different time zones, we communicate through DMs and emojis and memes where we all work different hours and we have different hobbies and different lifestyles. So it's a tricky conversation to have.
1: It it is. And you mentioned how, how difficult it is to organize just meeting somebody, you know, even face to face, you know, just two of you for a coffee or something, or yes, we, we highly connected world through social media, through zoom, through Streamyard, through whatever, we can just hop and talk to anybody anywhere in the world, face to face on a, you know, screen to screen, but yet there's not that connection. There's not that that connection that you get when you build a, you see somebody regularly or you are with somebody. I mean, one of the, the things of, about, you know, being part of a community is that they know if you are not around because you all of a sudden are not around or if something's the matter with you, or if you're ill, you know, there's somebody there to, to look after you. How many times have you heard that somebody's died in their house and, nobody's known for weeks, even months, you know, how many times have we heard that, you know, people don't talk to anybody, especially the elderly for weeks on end. And maybe the only person they might see is the postie or or something. And this is, and it's not just the elderly. It's not just them. It's that they don't necessarily understand or have that the zoom community, so to speak. But I was confronted with this the other day is I was on a, in a, on a call with somebody. It was like a group thing. And um, she was, we were talking about energy and we were talking about, you know, people who suck energy and people who give you energy. And she said, write down the five people you see all the time. And I'm like, I don't see anybody. I have created my life to be so isolated that the only person I see is my husband. I have no family um, where I live or in the UK. My family's in, in South Africa. I have no family. I a lot of friends who have made over the last couple of years are all <laughs> you in Czech Republic, Scotland, America. But if something happened to me, you guys wouldn't know because you're not in the, my community as such. You're in my tribe. And we communicate, but we make appointments. We, you know, we schedule time. We get together. But if something happens, you don't even know where I live, let alone anything else. So the, the thing is, is is this the community and and the way the future is going to go, or is this a way we are now? And we can there's a the realization that hang on a minute. We as humans and as people, we need to change this because this isn't a way that the future of humankind needs to develop or or grow. I don't know. This is just ideas and thoughts are coming to our head. And I did warn you earlier that this, you were going to see some of the, the way we think. And it's asking these questions of ourselves. I don't have the answers. I just know this is where we're at now. And yeah, looking, when I made this, I had to think of five people I'm associated with. It did scare me a bit because I consciously isolated myself. I have my husband and I have three dogs. I'm quite happy. I'm an introvert. Come on, let me stay inside. But is that good for me? I don't know. I'll let you know.
0: (laughs) It's interesting because I've been thinking about pretty much the same lately. Having the realization that my situation now is different because I am very close to my family. I am back in the Czech Republic, I live with my mom, and I am back to my family is quite close and I have a chance to see them, but they're not my people. So me and my family, I'm not particularly interested in seeing my family, because they're not my tribe, they would not be my community, we don't get each other. So even though they are in a close physical proximity to me, they're not someone that I would want to be involved with and who would enrich me and who would really make me feel like I am connected and who would give me this wonderful feeling of belonging my community and my tribe and my people are in the UK and all over the world they are my friends and family over there my chosen family all over the place and obviously now through the pandemic because we were less able to travel as able to see each other I have been stuck here in the Czech Republic with my mom and my cat and my dog For most of the time, I also started really realizing that it's very hard to stay connected only through the digital world. And I had this realization that even though you would think I have a wonderful online community, I have a Facebook group with lots of wonderful business owners. I'm part of other Facebook groups. I have lots of friends and connections online that we kind of comment on our stuff. But then I realized that I haven't, for example, posted on Instagram for a while, which wasn't something that I would usually do. I would usually be very regular on Instagram, adding stories from my walkies with a cat and a dog. And then for a while, I completely dropped off and haven't posted anything. And then the other day, I decided, like, let's give Instagram another try. And I shared a first post and first story. And when I opened the analytics, 120 people have watched my story. And like, who are you? who are these 120 people who immediately jump on and watch a story that have not checked in with me pretty much ever, did not wonder why I wasn't on Instagram and sharing, who did not comment to say like, hey, good to see you back, how you've been doing, or even if they barely reacted with an emoji or some sort of a reaction. When I responded, there was no follow through on a meaningful conversation. It was just like, hey, good to see you again. Double click, like, goodbye move on to the next one so it really got me thinking similar to who are the people in my life right now and I'm thinking about people in Czech Republic because there are the people that I can reasonably easily get to see in person I'm like there is no one like there is no one a couple friends that have families that I kind of can see but because they have newborn babies and stuff like that it's a challenge and I want to give them space but it's also got me thinking of how can I and Yes, I'm an introvert, but I'm an introvert who's very accustomed of being surrounded by people. And I learned to love and draw energy from people. I've learned to manage my people balance. And I do enjoy company, I enjoy good conversations. I enjoy community. And I'm thinking like, what would I have to do? And what I might have to start doing in terms of to be able to meet at least one new human being every week or month. And it's very scary to be like, I have to drive 60 miles to the big city where there might be a co-working space, where there might be a decent human being that I might be interested in. So I can have a coffee every now and then with one person who would be my kind of person and how much more proactive I might need to be with reaching out to my online connections to again, be more structured and have appointments. But how much work actually being connected really has become.
1: And this is where this book that that I'm reading, the Together, is really interesting because I've consciously, or maybe even unconsciously, totally isolated myself. You are isolated through not having your tribe. Yes, like you, I have my tribe online, but it's 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 online. There's, there's no physical. There's no community as such when when you're all in place and you know. me chicken noodle soup when i'm ill or something you know it's it's there's not that but yes there's people that i talk to but it's scheduled you don't just pick up the phone and just randomly phone somebody and have a conversation you normally plan to have the conversation because you text if you have something to say and then there's a smiley face or emoji and that's how we communicate and this is when i began to realize that loneliness is so easily can happen because something can happen That can then just shift you from, okay, I'm quite happy being in my own space, my solitude, because there's a difference between solitude and loneliness. But it won't take much to just flip it to loneliness. So at the moment, I'm quite happy with my solitude. But what happens when when something happens to my husband or something? I'm then totally and utterly alone. And that can then flip to loneliness. And this is often what happens is... People are, are in their little bubbles and then something happens and it shifts to loneliness. And then when it's loneliness, it goes down a whole different path and it's very difficult to reach out. And this is what got me realizing that, you know, we, we think of the, the kids and teenagers who've gone through this pandemic. Um, how many people are now working from home and maybe going into the office Was their social life. I've lived next door to my neighbour for 11 and a half years. She's never had a guest or visitor to her house. She's not a very nice or sociable person, so it's no surprise, but she was um, a key worker somewhere. I don't don't even know what she does, but she was a key worker and hence she could go out of the pandemic we live next door we are at, our houses are attached you can't get more next door to that we've never spoken we've said three words she's decided that we are the most evil people god knows what and she refuses to talk to us but it's not just us it's everybody in the neighborhood but the thing is in my neighborhood yeah we might greet when we get into our cars or something there's isolation there And as I was saying is people go to work, maybe going into the office was their only time that they were sociable with others. Now they have to work from home, whether by choice or necessity. So that could trigger into loneliness. And again, we can think of extroverts, introverts, introverts like solitude. So my husband and I are both introverts, so hence, We've created the solitude life. But now if you're an extrovert and you don't have this connection, you don't have this this togetherness, how easy is it to flip that into loneliness? And this has helped me to understand why my mother was freaking out with the pandemic and everything else because she thrives on energy with others. and, And being alone all the time Flipped her into loneliness. I didn't realize that. And, and, and I, this is something that I really love about this book because it's it's helping me to understand at the moment I'm in solitude, happy place. But it won't take much to flip that to loneliness. Then what? And how many people are out there in loneliness and don't know how to help themselves, don't know how to get out of it, don't know how to ask for help. There might not even be help out there or don't even know how to reach out and say, hello, let's have a coffee together. How many people are stuck in this loneliness and don't realize the spiral that they're going down? And this is what I'm finding really powerful about this book because it was was, um, printed in 2019. So you can see it doesn't even have the pandemic bits in it and it's, quite an eye opener from before the pandemic so you've got to add the pandemic to what he's written and I'm like oh my word this is almost becoming the pandemic of the lonely and it's quite a a powerful thing to to think that you and I we have tribes that are all over the world but what happens when it's gone what's left and it just shows how Almost a fine line we sit on if we don't have a community. But then again,
0: what is community? As you were talking about kind of knowing your neighbours, I really started thinking about some of the things that I actually quite appreciated about this shift of my life, moving back home to a tiny little village in the Czech Republic where I grew up. And we are a very tiny little village. We have about 50 citizens in our tiny little village. But it got me thinking that how as when I grew up here as a kid as I would roam around the village and I would know pretty much everyone in every house and I would spend my day playing in this person's garden and swimming in this person's pool and going with my dad because he had a friend in this house and they had a lake and fish there or in winter ice skating on there and how I would really know the people of all ages and I would on a regular basis pretty much daily be in and out of my house and in and out of anyone else's house and a garden a big yard and even now during summer because our village gets a lot more busier with weekend visitors and kind of be able to weekend houses here here in Czech Republic and kind of summer houses uh, it becomes a lot busier how in for example in summer the communal life kind of slowly slightly gets more alive how when we there's lots of people with allotments and with gardens. When you grow your own produce, how we exchange it. Like I had too much tomatoes and you had too much zucchini. So we swap, you know, you run out of milk and I run out of sugar. So I will just knock on your door and we will exchange how I've made a good dish and I made a little bit too much. I will bring it to you. And next time you're making something delicious and you have a little bit too much, you bring it over to me. How after, after pretty much every sunny, warm, evening when we would go out for a walk with the dog I would stop at one of my neighbors because I had a bottle of wine or they had a bottle of wine waiting and then we just come in after walk drank a bottle of wine watch the sunset and move on and how it varied, even though it might not have been the most eye-opening conversations that I've been kind of little shitting on my family here but even those connections where you're not talking with your soulmate fully and the people you're talking with, I might not give you the most inspiring, eye-opening conversation, which is where kind of introverts we thrive on one-to-one deep meaningful conversations, but having just a good old rant, having a good old just a gossip, having a good or natter with whoever every now and then, it's actually very light and uplifting and makes you genuinely happy, or at least made me genuinely happy throughout the summer. When, yeah, the conversations might not be like as super deep and meaningful as I can have with you about books and neuroscience and life and business. But the simple fact that I can come across someone, have a drink, have a sit down, have a conversation, have a, even if it's 20 minute natra in between the door. These random encounters are something that do fill us with energy, even us, like me, an introvert.
1: This sounds like community. Because you 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 know these people. It's you're not learning who they are. There's there's that history, there's that previous bottle of wine or that previous swapping of, of food or, or whatever it is. And there's there's that sense of history, whether it's just a couple of weeks or months or even years, because small villages, people tend to live in them for years. And it, it's the and I think this is what I think. I like the idea of community is that there is people there close by, uh, but not in your face and sharing everything like some religious communities would be this very, very much connected. But it's almost you've almost found the place that has this balance of isolation or living in your pocket
0: type, but you need that balance. But I found it only during summer times. So I'm finding that right now in winter, where half of the people are not here, they're in the cities in their tiny little warm apartments and their gardens are nicely snowed in. I've, and because we now struggle with when we have snow, we might not even be able to get to the city. So we might not able even leave the house for a couple of weeks because when the driveway snows in, no one will go on an icy road and we don't need it for you know, food supplies or work that it kind of makes me think of like during the warm summer days, it's actually really nice. But during the darker winter days where we even more need the connection, we even more need to feel like belonging, that we don't have that. And the online world cannot just do the same thing for us. There is not the serendipity. I really started thinking about the serendipity of just human connections where you don't know who you're gonna talk to. You don't know where you're gonna bump into them. You don't know, but you get the contact through just serendipity being surrounded, being in proximity to other human beings. And that's something that we do lack. And living in big cities, I think it's even more visible, the lack of serendipity. Because for me right now, I know there are no people around. Like that's why the serendipity can't happen. But in big cities, because we all have our headphones, we live in our own time, with a bubble. We have tiny little apartments in apartment buildings where we really don't know our neighbors. And at least on a village, because we might need some help with some physical stuff. Or when you run out of something, you really can't go down the store. You have to ask a neighbor because otherwise you would be driving two hours to the city to get a bottle of milk. It really gets you thinking about the ways of the rural life might have something to offer and to teach us and to allow us to bring back into our urban city life and also how the offline life the connections with people and the serendipity of normal social connections how we might try to balance it with the online world or bring it more in somehow in the online world i don't have the answers i have lots of questions
1: well it's quite interesting that you mentioned the rural life because one of the the ways that communities broke down was through the industrial revolution so when the rural you started to come into the cities to get work to to get jobs to to start earning money these communities started to fall apart and because they were then you know you work these hours you, you do this you do this and is these communities broke up so it's quite interesting how the the minute we come into the cities, it's almost, that's it, communities are done, it's, 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 it's broken up because of our little apartments and, you know, as you say, with the earphones and everything, but, but one thing I was thinking when you were talking about um, just now is is Hugger. you know, how the Danes, the Danish really bring this in, and it's not just in the summer months. They bring it throughout the winter months and again it's about connecting hygge is 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 a word that can't be translated but it's a it's a it's a way of being it's it, 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 it it's it's an it it's it, it's it's something it, it's quite interesting and i've been looking into hygge and and wanting to see how we can bring that but it's a it's a way of life and community and connecting is very important with with the Danes and they almost have their summer communities and their winter communities and they all go through the summer everybody goes together and then they stay connected and this is something that I don't know what it's like now you know with the pandemic but this is something that the Danes were very well known for this this contentment of life almost this 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 almost having this not so much perfect life but just having this way of living and maybe that's what we need is to find our own huga and communities and and i don't know i don't know but it's it's lots of questions as you said and no answers
0: i don't think we'll solve it in this episode i think we've opened a conversation which for me always is a point of this podcast it's to bring up conversations share a little bit of our individual perspective and thoughts and have a little bit of a deep dive onto a certain topic, get more inspiration on, in this case, reading and books around connection, connectivity and people, but also to then have something to take away to maybe consider for yourself and have a look around in your own life and see what can I because that's all you can do for now we can look at our own lives and our own actions and intentions what can I do and what in my circumstances where I am what do I need to do and where do I need to potentially step outside my comfort zone to really make sure that I am not being lonely that I really am allowing the solitude to be comforting and to be beneficial but not making me feel lonely and struggling because of not the lack of people so I don't think we're going to find a solution I think we've given people some interesting books to have a look at and something to think about and I would love to hear from our listeners to if they have any suggestions if they have any ideas if they want to be part of our into your life mini community with that, that this podcast we're growing hopefully and how they feel right now. And if anyone needs to talk at any point, if you need a human being to get in touch with, we you will have our contact details over in the description. So feel free to get in touch.
1: As our audience, do you have questions? Maybe you have an answer that has worked for you or a suggestion, or what books are you reading? We always love having book recommendations but what books are you reading? And, and do share with us, why are you reading that book? What is it that, that's drawn you to that book? And you know, let us know what if we have got you thinking, if we've got you asking questions yourself, if you have any experiences or suggestions that have worked for you that can answer some of these questions. And again, you know, just any books that, that you're reading, we'd love to hear from you. Just love to hear your thoughts. You've had a taste of how our conversations go. They just randomly go anywhere. And it's been it's been really fun to talk about these books. And um, it's great to just how our, our topic seems to be quite similar. We don't always, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's totally opposite, but this time it seemed to work. And it, we always leave it with, with these questions. We, we, we don't come up with solutions. We just ask these questions and then we'll see what happens. And um, we're looking forward to hearing your thoughts, your ideas, your musings. I'm sure you have a few and, and yeah, just share. And if you want to have conversation or reach out, you know, our details are somewhere in the comments and love to hear from
0: you. See you soon. Hear you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.